Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Woof. That was a good flight. Oh, All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. You're watching Test the Time News. Episode 378. On Now You Know. So last week, we talked about Tesla suing Sweden's transport agency as the strike there escalated to postal workers refusing to deliver new license plates to Tesla owners. To help get a well-rounded view of how the story was unfolding around the world, we checked how it was being covered on Ground News. We're happy to have them return as today's sponsor. By typing the headline into the search bar, we pulled up close to 60 articles that were recently published. Headlines that read, Tesla's Nordic nightmare and Tesla scores a major victory in its insane war against Sweden's labor union and government. Ground News is a great way to compare headlines and read through the full story from different sources. On the website, we noticed that only 67% of the sources receive a high factuality rating. Each individual publication's rating is based on language from a combination of three independent news monitoring organizations. Scroll down a little further and you can see a breakdown of who owns each source. Only 19% are independently owned and we notice sources even coming from German and Estonian governments. As you can see, the data and visual charts are a really simple way to understand the breakdown. It's also a great way to track your own reading habits with the My News Bias. The data can show you if you're choosing articles or sources that lean left or right, so you can check and make sure that you are getting a balanced news diet, not just from one side or another. This can be eye-opening and a way to help find common ground and appreciate different viewpoints, which can help to reduce polarization. 
We can't do this show without the help of our sponsors, and Ground News not only helps us financially, but they provide a service we use every week. Check it out at ground.news slash NYK. You can subscribe for less than a buck a month or get 30% off unlimited access to the Vantage plan, which is what we use. What an amazing week Zach and I just had. We traveled to Austin, Texas, where we got to host the Cybertruck After Party. A huge shout out to everyone who came. We live streamed for what, eight hours? Yeah, we had Sandy Monroe. Farzad Mazbahi, Jehu Garcia, Elegant Space, Kyle Connor from Out of Spec, Mountain Man Tesla, Kim Java, Dr. Know-It-All, Joe Tegmeyer, and so many other awesome content creators. Tesla's chief designer, Franz von Holzhausen, showed up in a cyber truck. And you got to talk to him. So when you were designing this truck, there, got, there had to be at one point where you drew this truck and Elon was like, yes. Um, were you happy or were you a little afraid when that happened? No, I, I mean, when I came up with the design, we, we made it into a model before we even showed it to Elon, and it was, you know, instantaneous. Yes, this is what we're doing. I know that a lot of people were like, why don't you ask Franz about the price? He said he had one minute. He spoke for one minute. I was gonna, I was just wanted to be respectful. Yeah, we had so many Cybertrucks there that we had to ask Cybertrucks to move back so that we could make way for more Cybertrucks. What a great problem to have. And I mean, Jesse and I put together this show with our buddies Eli Burton, Starman, Anwar Beck and Matt from the Austin Tesla Owners Club and the uh, amazing Noah Sargent from Corporate Streams. We all had less than a month of prep time. But the weather held, we had an awesome turnout, and the best part for me was meeting so many of you. You know, we talk into a camera every week, but getting to shake your hands and talk to real people, it just filled my heart. So thank you to everyone who showed up and we got to talk to you at the show. If I didn't get to see you, I'm so sorry that I missed you. I was pretty busy trying to keep the live stream going for those eight hours, but it was nice. You know, Sandy took over for a bit. I got to <laughs> shake some hands. It was nice. Also, a huge thank you to our buddy Brian, who is also, by the way, one of the editors of the show. He's probably editing the segment as we speak. It's true. Thank you to Brian for driving down to Austin and helping us out immensely at the show. And in fact, Brian is how we got you that footage from inside the Tesla delivery event during our pre-show live stream. And this is what I'm talking about. Our community is amazing. I am so proud to be part of this and doing the show with you, Jesse. And Jesse, you were amazing. That was awesome. I really had a blast doing the show with you. By the way, if you haven't checked out the live stream, it's worth watching. There are so many gems in there. Feel free to skip around. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, people climbed into the bed of the vehicle. Uh, we're going to talk about later the HEPA filter. It was really cool. All right, so let's talk about the Cybertruck delivery event itself. Uh, one of the things we got to see was the 40,000 pound sled pull. And so this is kind of like a tractor pull, but with trucks. Yeah, um, it's a pretty traditional thing you do to see how powerful your tractor is. And uh, let's check it out. So we got the F-350 diesel. We got the Ford F-150 Lightning. We got the Rivian R1T and the Cybertruck, of course. Okay, so 317 feet for the tri-motor Cybertruck. That beat out the 207 feet for the dual-motor F-150 Lightning. It beat out the 256 feet for the quad-motor Rivian R1T. Beat out the 262 feet for the Ford F-350 SRW diesel. So to be clear, 55 feet further than the second-place truck, which was the diesel F-350, which by all accounts was supposedly the strongest pickup truck. It's a higher class truck, if you will. Although not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and then, of course, at the delivery event, Elon showed off this off the line Cybertruck versus a Porsche 911. Oh, except as I forgot to mention, the Cybertruck was towing a Porsche 911 and still beat the 911. The 911 that was being towed by the Cybertruck is actually faster than the 911 <laughs> driving as fast as it could. That's right. Yeah. So quarter mile time of less than 11 seconds for the Cybertruck and a zero to 60 of 2.6 seconds. Now making it the quickest production 
pickup truck in the world. We thought we had the fastest, which was the Rivian R1T, but no longer. Now, soon after the delivery event, this was spotted on the Tesla Cybertruck order page. It's a range extender, which brings the range up to 470 miles from 340 for the dual motor. So like 130 miles, and it costs, we think, $16,000 or so. There hasn't been an official price yet, but that's what they say. Fred Lambert asked, hey, Elon, could you please explain the deal with the range extender? Lots of confusion out here. Elon said, optional pack that fits in about one third of the truck bed, still room for plenty of cargo. It's meant for very long trips or towing heavy things up mountains. Now, the $16,000 we got from the source code of the website, which may or may not be the actual price, right. but that is quite a range, 470 miles. Do you think Tesla's leaking that to see how people react to the price? It's possible. We're going to have more on that in a second, but um, let's go to pricing. Okay, so the biggest Cybertruck fact that I think we got last Thursday was pricing. And keep in mind, these prices are still estimated on the website, but mm. here goes. The single motor. $60,990. Yeah, so that's for a single motor rear wheel drive. It should be available in 2025 with a 250 mile range, zero to 60 time of 6.5 seconds. Now, with the $7,500 federal tax credit, we're talking 53490 but let's get to the dual motor. Coming in just under the $80,000 federal tax credit limit is the all-wheel drive for $79,990. So after the federal tax credit, that would be $72,490. This, I believe, will be the most popular option, but comment down below. Tell us what you think. What do you think? Uh, Not at that price. No? I think that the, a lot of people are going to spring for the single motor. Mm. So this should be coming out in 2024 with a 340 mile range estimated, 0 to 60 time of 4.1 seconds, 112 mile per hour top speed, 600 horsepower, 7,400 pound feet of torque, and 11,000 pounds of towing capacity. And last but certainly not least is the Tri-Motor Cyber Beast Edition. Coming in at $99,990. So this would be delivered next year, 320 mile range, so 20 less than the dual motor, zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds, 130 mile per hour top speed, 845 horsepower, over 10,000 pound feet of torque, again, 11,000 pounds of towing capacity. And I think that this event was confusing because they, you know, Tesla held their live stream where they showed everything about the beast mode truck and then they delivered the trucks and then they said sayonara. <laughs> All right, so back to the range extender. Um, at first, I was not pleased when I heard about the $16,000 range extender. I heard about it on stage with you. And I think like a lot of us, I just wanted the Cybertruck Beast version to magically have the 500 plus miles of range that Elon said it would have. But the more I've been thinking about it and sleeping on it, I totally get why Tesla did this. Most of us don't need 500 plus miles of range, especially with the supercharger network. Yeah, as soon as we get our Cybertruck, we're going to test out the range in real world conditions and especially with towing to see what the range will be and to show how easy or hard it will be to tow and supercharge. Because, I mean, what is the point of spending extra money carrying extra batteries that's extra weight, all of this extra expense if you don't really, really need it? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I was bummed that the tailgate uh, doesn't come with that integrated ramp, as far as we know. Sandy Monroe said at the show that it would make it too heavy to lift the tailgate, so Tesla is going to go with a separate ramp. And I don't know, it was just so cool to think that my Cybertruck would have the ramp. And I think that this means that it's not going to have the squat mode for the ramp because it doesn't have the ramp. Mm. Now, we're going to talk more about the range extender on Patreon bonus story. Yeah, there's a lot more to get into there. 
But speaking of ramps, I think we'd all love to have a crystal ball and know how quickly Tesla will be ramping up the production of the Cybertruck. What numbers can we expect coming out of Giga Texas, which for the foreseeable future will be the only factory making them? I'd be surprised if Tesla isn't able to get to 3,000 a week by this time next year. That would be a 150,000 per year run rate. Now, that doesn't mean there will be 150,000 on the road by December of 2024, because I think that the ramp will be slow to start. The other thing that we know about Tesla is that they aren't afraid to change pricing. So as they scale and economies of scale kick in, I wouldn't be surprised if the lower variants get cheaper. Yeah. So Tesla has reopened their Cybertruck reservation page. And if you were on the fence, you might want to consider plunking down the 250 refundable deposit to get on the reservation list. Just saying. Now, I know that a lot of people probably dropped off the list either officially and got their $100 back or are basically not planning on buying the truck because of the price increases. But you wouldn't want to miss out if Tesla starts dropping prices like they've historically done with all their other models. But was this the biggest product launch of anything by far on Earth this year, as Elon said, or was it a, quote, botched event like Jameson Dow from Electrek said? And I think there's an argument to be made because Elon said back in November of 2019 at the Cybertruck launch event that the Cybertruck would be priced starting at $39,900. And now we've learned that it's $60,990 for that variant. So that's $21,090 more. The top tri-motor version was supposed to come in at $69,900, and now we've learned that it's $99,990. That is $30,090 more, and that's before the range extender at $16,000. That'd be like $46,000 more. So I get it. Just on price, this might feel to many people like a bait and switch. And let's talk range. At the unveiling in 2019, Elon said 250 plus miles for the single motor, and now we've learned it's 250. So good that they've kept that. The dual motor was going to have 300 plus. Now we've learned that it's 340 miles. Great. And the tri-motor was going to have 500 plus. Now we learned that it's going to have uh, 320. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> and with the range extender for $16,000 more, it'll have 470, which isn't quite 500, mm. although... I can't imagine driving 500 miles like I have to pee. Let's look at some other stats. Originally, the payload across all three variants was going to be 3,500 pounds. Now we've learned it's 2,500 pounds. Not bad, but, but and towing. Back in 2019, we were told 7,500, 10,000 and 14,000 pounds for each respective variant. Now we've learned that it's 11,000 pounds. Again, we don't know for sure if that holds up true for the single motor, which I kind of doubt but better for the dual motor and worse for the beast variant. And at the unveiling in 2019, we were shown this awesome tailgate ramp. Of course, now we learned we aren't getting that. I am super bummed. But we now get a few things that Elon didn't tell us about at the unveiling. We get rear wheel steering, which is a really amazing feature. We also get bi-directional charging. This will be huge that most people didn't realize yet. We get steer by wire which is awesome. That means they've eliminated the mechanical steering. This is the first production vehicle to have that. And we get the power gate frunk, which is awesome. Uh, we also get removable mirrors. Uh, so those mirrors that you get, you have to get those because of NHTSA regulations, but you can take them off. They make it really easy to do. That's going to save on range. I can't wait to get the Cybertruck and test with and without the mirrors to find out, is it like 5%? Is it 1%? Like, what's the difference? Uh, also, this feature that not many people have talked about, the fold-up rear seats. So those fold all the way up, giving you this huge space in the back to store. I mean, I think you could put an e-bike there. And we get a bulletproof Cybertruck. Now, we knew that it would be dent-proof, as in a sledgehammer, but bullets weren't mentioned. So was it a success or a botched event? 
Only time will tell. My prediction, I think that the early Cybertruck lovers and adopters are going to get thousands of these on the road at full price, which means the Tesla will be successful from a margins point of view. Then I think the public is going to go nuts when they start seeing these in person, driving around, when they get to experience test rides, which Tesla, by the way, is already starting to offer at showrooms. And when your coworker or brother-in-law takes you for a ride, I think demand will be very high and Tesla will start to get costs down about 18 months from now. That's what they've said. If Tesla can drop that single motor variant starting price by even $5,000 so that many people can then get it for the $47,000 price range, that's with the federal tax credit, I think demand goes on forever. But the biggest point I think we're all not thinking about, well, you know what? Well, that's going to take a bit. So let's discuss that on Disruptive Investing this week. Okay. Which is a free channel, by the way. It's the Disruptive Investing channel on YouTube. You can search for it. But can we go back to the Tesla's new range extender, the battery that would sit in the bed of the Cybertruck? Okay. Didn't we just talk about this? Well, this. Your crude drawing of a battery box in the bed of a pickup truck? Not my drawing. That's Rivian's patent. Rivian apparently patented a, quote, auxiliary battery module is attachable to the electric vehicle for providing electrical power to the electric motor via a first electrical connector, blah, 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 auxiliary battery module. The auxiliary battery module can be positioned in the cargo area while supplying power to the electric motor it can be removable and reattachable from the electric vehicle. The auxiliary battery module includes an integrated cooling system for cooling itself during operation of the electric vehicle, including a conduit therein for circulating coolant. This was back in 2019, remember? So you're saying that Tesla won't be able to make a range extender unless Rivian licenses its patents technology to Tesla? Look, I assume that Tesla already looked into this with their patent attorneys and either feels like their system is different enough so that this patent doesn't apply, or maybe Tesla's range extender won't be removable. But Elon did say it was, quote, for very long trips or towing heavy things up mountains, which kind of implied to me that it may be removable. I don't know. I mean, I want to talk about this some more, so let's do it on our Patreon bonus stories this week. Okay, you can join us there for as little as a buck a month, a dollar a month. Come on, support the work we do, get tons of extra fun content over on our Patreon right now. We ran a Patreon poll this week on this very question, and we'll get to that later in the show. All right, it's time for the Cybertruck Roundup. Yeehaw! The Cybertruck Roundup. So at the same time that Tesla was delivering the Cybertruck, they were also opening up PowerShare. And I want to start off by thanking our buddy Joe over at Smart Charge America for explaining how this works during our live stream. That allows that neutral to kind of do its magic and boom, there you go. You have the PowerShare feature for all things Tesla Cybertruck. So how does this work? So this uses a version three Tesla wall connector and a Tesla gateway to power your house in the event of a power outage. What's a gateway? Is it a portal to another dimension? Yeah, you've seen the, the science fiction show, haven't you? Uh, no, this is basically the inverter, which is part of the power wall. So if you have a power wall, this can be connected to it to allow for your home backup using the giant battery of your truck up to 11.5 kilowatts. So you had actually been saying this for a while. I mean, you said Tesla could use the inverter in a power wall, which is the gateway, to back up your house using your car because it seemed obvious it's a it's a DC to AC converter. Um, if you could just instead of plugging in the power wall, which is sitting on your house, plug in the battery pack that's in your car, it should be able to make the same electricity in your house. Yeah. I mean, since we've been doing our solar mobile trailer, I just started to understand inverters better mm -hmm. and it seemed like this is it. Um, and apparently the Cybertruck will be the first and only car to do this at this point. 
And I think that this solution solves Elon's qualms with V2G. Okay. He had been asked about it before, and he said that there were problems he didn't like. You know, first he said it's because you're going to cycle the pack, which I think nobody really cares about. Um, but then he said, um, you know, if the power does go out and you have your car plugged in and that's what's powering your house, if you unplugged it and left, your house would no longer have power. So my guess is they're going to sell you one power wall, which will have the gateway. It'll allow you to plug in your car, which is great. And then you could unplug mm -hmm. the, the power wall will keep your house going while you go off, you know, 100 miles away to a supercharger, bring home power, mm -hmm. charge back up Honey, your power wall. Honey, can you wall. remember to bring the power? Yeah. <laughs> Did you forget the power? Um, and to your cycling thing, I think you're right. Most people aren't going to be like, you know what? I don't want to back up my house tonight with the blackout because that would put an extra cycle on my battery. Right. No one's going to care about that. But the other question, though, is would this be used for V to G? Because Tesla does a lot of VPPs, which is our virtual power plants. And could you use the gigantic battery in your uh, Cybertruck? To be used for that because it's equivalent I, to like, I think when people start to see how much money they can earn doing it, they will quickly say that makes sense. Now, it is limited at 11.5 kilowatts. That's the inverter rating right. of the gateway. Um, so it is not you can't just oh 135 kilowatts. You know, you can't do that. Um, but over a span of time, probably about 10 ish hours, that would be. Well, if you knew a storm was coming up, if you had some power walls at home, you could be powering those up from the truck as well. That's so. true. And we get these really cool pictures from the Cybertruck delivery event stuff that wasn't just in their Tesla video. And we get to see the Cybertruck production line. Oh, my God. Just so cool to see trucks lined up like that. Yeah. The army of trucks. Um, but Elon reposted the Cybertruck post of the behind the scenes of testing the Cybertruck's bullet proofiness. So this is where they shot at the Cybertruck with a... 45 caliber Tommy gun, which shoots at 935 feet per second. Now, as you can see, they riddled the whole side of the Cybertruck with bullets and nothing penetrated. Even the windows worked afterward. Next up was the Glock 9mm with 115 grains at 1100 feet per second. Multiple rounds and again, nothing penetrated. Then an MP5 SD 9mm machine gun at 950 feet per second. That's a submachine gun. No penetration again. Lastly, a 12 gauge M4 shotgun with double lot buck shells. The Cybertruck took five rounds. Two of the buck shots hit in the same place and there was a bit of penetration that hit the glass window and cracked it, but the window held and still worked. Now, we spotted some Cybertrucks in Austin. Yes, we did. So yeah, this was at the after party. I got to sit in the front. It was very comfortable. This was at, in its uh, lowest uh, state. And yeah, a little bit of a roof over my head. Kind of nice. Uh, one of the nights we were there, we just happened to be driving around Austin proper. And uh, we saw a Cybertruck drive by. And I got to say, I mean, this is my first real world nighttime sighting of a Cybertruck. And I was just like, oh my God, the future's here. Driving around Austin. That looks insane. the Cybertruck. That looks insane. And I think that, again, these are 
Tesla billboards driving around. Exactly. So yeah, when, when people say, Elon, you should advertise, he really already uh, is. He was like, hey, hmm, what would have the greatest impact? Let me think for a second. Yeah. Look at look at all these pictures. Like, yeah, we drove by Giga Texas and I'm telling you, just seeing the Cybertrucks, it just made my heart pound each time. And I really apologize because we're showing you pictures. And up until this point, all I've seen of the Cybertruck is pictures aside from the unveiling, which I wasn't like ready to see. Pictures don't do it justice. Not you have to see with your own two eyes. Yep. It's just like the Model 3. The Model 3, I had all these pictures, the Model 3, mm -hmm. and then I saw it in real life and I was like, oh, that's a good looking car. Yep. And by the way, you can kick it. Yeah, so this is the guy from Car Wow, and I mean, look how excited it is. He just can't stop kicking it. And then he asks his cameraman, who's like an MMA fighter, to, to kick it. Giggling like a little schoolgirl. And here's the thing. I know we can't all take out a gun in a parking lot and show off shooting our Cybertruck, but we can all kick our Cybertruck. And I think a lot of people, I think this is going to become a thing. I think it's going to be like any of these stupid trends that go around with, you know, the, the ice bucket challenge. I think there's going to be like the wow. kick it Cybertruck challenge or something. That's an old one. <laughs> Now, Tesla also said that you could get some accessories with your truck. First and foremost, you have the base camp, which is a tent which folds up small. It looks like it could fit on top of the battery extender all folded up. So Tesla says it has an airframe and can be pumped up using a manual pump. Yeah, I mean, why have a manual pump when there's an outlet right there? But look, it looks really good. Um, there are a few third-party Cybertruck-specific campers coming out on the market, but Tesla is giving some stiff competition by adding a sub-$3,000 product. Now, how much was Rivian's tent? You mean Yakima's tent? Well, remember, we got the exact same tent for $1,500 less than the one you could get from Rivian. Yeah, that was a good video. And us camping in it on the Cape was uh, pretty good. I mean, that was stressful. That was a stressful trip. Uh, that was stressful because of the, the charging network. Right. Uh, by the way, no new CCS chargers have been added on that route. So it would be just as stressful today as it was a year and a half ago. Wow. Uh, meanwhile, Tesla... Already had a great network, and they're building a supercharger out on Provincetown. Oh, my gosh. Which is different than when we were traveling. So, uh, yeah, I think that Tesla is going to be the superior camping vehicle, despite Rivian being called the adventure, the adventure vehicle, at least until they have access to the supercharger network. There's also a lot of other stuff, including a ramp, under-seat storage bins, wraps, roof racks, an air compressor. Wow. That's a lot of accessories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Molly panels. So I guess you can like put, spec, you know, the mo Molly compatible, you know, pouches and bags. You can look like you're some kind of military operation. I'm sure that there's going to be some, you know, <laughs> people who are going to use it in that sort of a setting. And is it true that Cybertruck has a HEPA filter? Sandy Monroe not only thinks so, he pulled the panel off. It was not his Cybertruck, <laughs> by the way. Pulled the panel off in the Cybertruck and showed everyone. Now, does Tesla even talk about this on their website? Yes. You may have to search a bit, but down the bottom, it shows the bioweapon defense mode. So built-in hospital-grade HEPA filter helps provide protection from 99.97% of airborne particles. And they're showing it uh, with that orange. I think the orange is supposed to evoke <laughs> an emotion. Well, it's supposed to uh, remind people living in California what the world can look like. Um, and I'm sure they all know what it felt like on their lungs. Mm. This is a great way to get out of that. And then let's go, just go through some of the pictures and videos we've seen of the production line. Uh, these are different shots from different people who got to go to the event. You know, Tesla just opened up basically the Giga Texas to so many people to just take a look at the line and how they were built. I am so fascinated. I've been delving through these photos and videos to see 
oh, so what is that robot doing right mm. there? There's so many things done differently on this truck. It is absolutely astounding. And the fact that they shared all that with us. I mean, most car companies just show you, you know, the outside of the car. Mm -hmm. Here we're getting to see how they make the car, the air suspension. I mean, how many liters is held in the air tanks? Mm. It just absolutely insane look at how big this windscreen is that i thought sparky had the biggest windscreen now the cybertruck does yeah elon is not afraid of big glass <laughs> uh yeah look at this we get to see the sub trunk so i mean things that elon didn't even really talk about at the delivery event there's all these added features that i think are going to slowly come out in the days and weeks to come yeah uh just more and more value to the cybertruck i really wish that they had gone through some of these things i feel like i do too they're but, all really exciting but you know what i think elon didn't need to I think that Elon knows he has this platform called X where he can just slowly feed these out. And also as these start appearing on the roads, people like us will start talking about it. Hmm. So he gets this big event, but then he gets to stretch it out for months and months to come. I okay. think it's really pretty smart. All right. And Elon reposted Tesla owner Silicon Valley that said, Matt Black Cybertruck seems unreal in person. This video doesn't do it justice. And I believe that. I mean, you know, one of the biggest pushbacks I think a lot of people had was, you know, how am I going to find my Cybertruck in the parking lot? They're all silver. Well, you can spend $6,500 for a cyber wrap. And that's a huge margin booster. It is. And if you just can't wait and you want a Cybertruck sooner and cheaper, then maybe consider buying the 118th scale diecast model of the Cybertruck now available on Tesla's website. It's a bit cheaper. Comes in at $225. Why does it say weight is 3,348 pounds? So, I mean, that's not even the weight by a long shot. Well, it, it, that's not a comma. That's a decimal point. It's 3.348 pounds. I don't know why they had to go to that many decimal places. I doubt it's accurate to that level. Oh, okay. But one thing I did notice, um, this is based on the prototype. So it's actually not the actual, actual production Cybertruck. So the scale is wrong because the new Cybertruck, the, the production Cybertruck is smaller. So this is actually a 17.3 to 1 scale. So don't get this and think you can build something off of it, like a space camper. And they probably... In order to line everything up, they couldn't share the official right. dimensions with their toy maker because then we would get all sorts of leaks from the toy maker. And they probably made sure they're like, this is the prototype. You're not going to share this with anybody. Now, look, if you've been waiting to get excited about Cybertruck till it came out, now's the time to go over to our sponsors, the Cybertruck Owners Club. There you're going to be able to find everything you need to know about Cybertruck. There's going to be as new information comes out. That's where it's going to be. And if you are a Cybertruck owner, if you're one of the lucky <laughs> 10, uh, Flaunt it. You have to go to the Cybertruck Owners Club. You're a Cybertruck owner. And I'm so excited for there to be more Cybertruck owners on the Cybertruck Owners Club. I'm so excited about Someday it. Someday they'll actually outweigh the people wanting to get it. And then we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff like, oh, don't, there's something I need fixed, blah, blah, blah. So that, you know, we're transitioning away from isn't this going to be exciting? To complain to about hum, to it's just hum, my cyber truck. Gonna complain about stuff, but it's gonna be exciting for much longer. Thank you so much to Cybertruck Owners Club for supporting us. We just reviewed the Ride One Up Cafe Cruiser e-bike over on our sister channel, Now Let's Review. Now Let's Review is a labor of love. Quite honestly, we fell in love with e-bikes and e-mobility a few years ago, and we just want to spread the enjoyment of these electrified products with as many people as possible. Yeah, and just like an EV, until you get butts in seats and experience them for yourselves firsthand, you probably don't really get how awesome they are. But also, we get that it's hard to know where to begin when it comes to all these makes and models out there. For instance, this Ride One Up e-bike is a cafe cruiser style. Is that the style you want? Does it have the features that make it the right e-bike for you? What we hope to achieve with our reviews is for you to get a better sense of whether these features, build quality, and price of each product we review is going to suit your needs and bring you joy. 
There's nothing worse than buying a new e-bike and then having buyer's remorse. You know, darn it, it doesn't have the range I need. Oh, it's not that comfortable. So to find the right fit, you got to do a little research and a little bit of work. We hope that Knowledge Review makes doing that research fun. And I think for a lot of people, the Ride One Up Cafe Cruiser could be a great choice. But go check it out. See what you think for yourself. Now, there were stories floating around for the past few weeks that the IRS might be relaxing rules on the EV tax credit for EVs with Chinese components. And I'm glad we didn't really report on those rumors because it seems that now, according to the IRS website, excluded entity restriction of the Section 30D clean vehicle credit as amended. If the battery contains battery components manufactured, assembled in applicable critical minerals, extracted, processed, or recycled by a foreign entity of concern, proposed regulations provide definition. I have my homework. It's in my locker. Where where am I? So what's going on? Okay, so you actually read the important part before you fell asleep. Under the excluded entity restriction, vehicles are not eligible for the clean vehicle credit if the battery contains battery components manufactured or assembled or applicable critical minerals extracted, processed, or recycled by a foreign entity of concern, an FEOC. Okay. So to be clear, an FEOC is a company that is at least 25% owned by a named foreign government, and those countries include China, North Korea, and Russia. Yeah, we're basically talking about Chinese batteries here. So it'll be interesting to see what EVs are still eligible starting on January 1st of 2024. The rules seem to give a bit of reprieve for trace critical minerals used in batteries until 2025. Basically, any mineral that represents under 2% of the value of the critical battery minerals are exempted until then. This new ruling also immediately disqualifies any EV that is not assembled in North America. So reading between the lines, the Biden administration just gave GM and Ford a couple more years to get their battery plants up and running. But as we've reported recently, GM and Ford are delaying many of those plants. So but and we've reported on this a few weeks ago, the new IRS rulings will give instant access to the rebate of up to seventy five hundred dollars. No longer will you need to wait and file for the credit on your tax return. We're not tax attorneys. Do your own research. But it's going to be a game changer, I think, for many starting on January 1st. Mark my words. Unfortunately, for prospective Model 3 buyers, Tesla has officially announced on their webpage, quote, $7,500 tax credit will reduce to $3,750 for Model 3 rear-wheel drive and Model 3 long-range on January 1st, 2024. Take delivery by December 31st for full tax credit. Now, we don't know yet if the tax credits for other Tesla models will be affected by this ruling in 2024, so stay tuned. But I think what's going on here is a little bit of shenanigans. I mean, you've seen Senator Manchin's pretty upset about this because I think Ford and GM got on the phone and like, can you give us more time? We just need more time. Mm. And they're like, yeah, you know what? I'll just call my friends down through the uh, Treasury Department. We'll slow things down a bit. Look, you passed the damn law. Let's stick to it, okay? It, it won't really matter. It's just going to help Tesla in the meantime. And Ford and GM are just going to continue to delay and be like, well, we were thinking about it, but we're, actually, things are hard. It's hard to build factories. We didn't know that. So Tesla's been busy not only with the Cybertruck delivery event, but also with sending out emails to people on the Cybertruck reservation list saying, quote, experience Tesla before your Cybertruck arrives. Cybertruck is here and your reservation is in the queue. While you await delivery of your Cybertruck, get $1,000 off the lease or purchase price of a new Tesla. Place your new order by December 31st to qualify. Smart. 
A lot of people who signed up for the Cybertruck have never owned a Tesla before. Now, knowing that it will be at least a year for many people, if not much longer, before they get their Cybertrucks, I think buyers may want to get a Model 3 or a Model Y while they wait, and getting an additional $1,000 discount might be enough to move them off the fence. Tesla's guidance for 2023 was to sell 1.8 million vehicles. As of last quarter, they were at 1.3 million, so it'll be interesting to see if Tesla can sell about half a million vehicles in Q4 to end the year where they were aiming for. So I know this clip is old, but I guess it didn't really stick with me when I first saw it back then. So check out this clip from the CEO of Ford, Jim Farley. The charging has been pretty challenging. I stopped at one of the most popular charging uh, sites in the country on the I-5 in Kalinga, uh, a big Tesla um, supercharger network there. And uh, I went to a, high, a low speed charger. It took me about 40 minutes to get uh, uh, 40%, um, but it was a really good reality check, uh, the challenges of what our customers go through and the importance of fast charging and what we're gonna have to do to improve the charging experience. So is that a clip from like 2016? <laughs> no, no, that's not that old. Uh, it's from this August, he's driving a F-150 Lightning. Uh, and many people were confused why Jim decided to plug in at a slower level two charger. Mr. Lee said, you need to clarify that you are not using the Tesla supercharger currently on that visit. If a non-Tesla or EV person was watching, they would think the problem was the large Tesla location, unless you have a special F-150 with beta supercharger plug and play. And Farley responded, it was at Harris Ranch in Coalinga, California, a rest stop with multiple charging providers. There were lots of faster chargers I could have waited for, but I took the first available, which is a slower type. Pretty sure that is why it was available. So he's talking about this supercharger location, but of course he couldn't charge the lightning at the Tesla supercharger yet because the lightning doesn't have the knacks and there wasn't a magic dock. But there are four Electrify America charging stations, but I guess they were all taken or out of commission. So Farley level two charged instead and then was surprised at how slowly it charged his lightning. And I just want to get this straight. So the CEO of Ford, which has a whole E division, has no idea how EVs work. I mean, this video made it clear that he was like, gosh, it's a lot harder to charge than I thought. And again, this was this August. So you come out with the Mach-E, you come out with the lightning, and then you're like, now how are people supposed to charge these, by the way? First of all, those are not their first electric cars. No, that's true. Okay. There was the Ford Focus Electric. Mm -hmm. Okay. That came out a while ago. Yeah, but we all know they didn't give a shit Apparently, about that one. Apparently, they didn't care at all uh, because that one didn't even have CCS charging. No. So I'm, I'm sure- it was Charge like, it at home. Charge it, whatever. It has a range of 100 miles. I just, this is, it's like, it's like good for you, Jim, for actually getting out on the road with your electric. But I would have been mad if you had done that back in 2016, because I would have been like, well, why haven't you been keeping up on this? I mean, what you got a CEO who knows how to build a rocket and an EV and every other thing he builds. You got another CEO who's like, oh, wow, I'm an electric car today. How does this work? Wow. And you wonder why one of them's going to go out of business. I wonder which one will be. So a new 291 page study out from the U.S. Department of Energy released last week quantified how much lithium there is in this one place in California the Salton Sea. Guess how much lithium they found to be in it? A, a lot? 3,400 kilotons of lithium. Is that, is that a lot? Enough to build 375 million EV batteries. Doesn't the U.S. currently have like 2.5 million EVs on the road total? Yep. The DOE says there's enough lithium in the Salton Sea to, quote, enable the United States to meet or exceed global lithium demand for decades. And that's just in one place here in the United States. Yep. So when you get together at the holidays and that grumpy Uncle Herbert goads you with, 
I heard there isn't enough lithium to put in all them fancy electric batteries. Guess you were wrong about electrification, sonny boy. You could say, hey, Uncle H, I just sent you an email with a link to a video from Zach and Jesse where they report on the Department of Energy saying it's all good. We got plenty of lithium. There you go, Uncle Herbert. And hey, if you want to share this with Uncle Herbert or anyone else at uh, the holidays, go to our Now You Know Clips channel. There we chop these into little bite-sized clips so you don't have to share the whole one-hour-long episode. And also, you can head on over to X, where at NYK channel, we've got it all for you there, too. All right, it's time for Ellie in space. Now, of course, we just saw Ellie in Austin, um, and that was so much fun. And now Ellie is with us again for a SpaceX update. Hey, Zach and Jesse. It was so great to have you guys in town for the Cybertruck delivery event. And I know that all the attention was on Cybertruck, but there have been some SpaceX developments in the past week that we ought to talk about. The biggest one which really surprised me, I didn't see this coming for quite some time, Amazon just inked a deal with its chief competitor SpaceX to launch their own version of Starlink satellites they're calling Project Kuiper. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is trying to build his own low Earth orbit constellation with his rocket company Blue Origin, but Elon Musk and SpaceX are well over 5,000 satellites in operation ahead of him. This is a big deal though, because we know Musk and Bezos have a huge feud. Amazon announced its SpaceX deal in a news release Friday saying the company has signed an agreement to launch its satellites on three SpaceX Falcon 9 launches, which are expected to begin as soon as mid-2025. So this is something we thought we wouldn't see for a long time, Elon even publicly commented saying, we will treat them as well as we treat our own satellite launches fair and square. And we also finally know why at least some of those walls were going up at Starbase. It appears that they put a new sign called Gateway to Mars. Here's a photo courtesy of Lab Padre, so maybe the wall isn't so bad after all. And in a rare move, SpaceX acquired a new company, something that President Gwen Shotwell says doesn't happen very often. SpaceX purchased a company that provided components for Dragon's spacecraft parachutes in a $2.2 million deal. While SpaceX has not commented publicly about the acquisition, an industry source said the deal was likely in an effort to preserve SpaceX's supply chain, saying the cost to acquire Pioneer, the company, out of bankruptcy may have been less than what SpaceX would have spent on finding a new chute supplier and requalifying that component for use on crewed missions. So there's your SpaceX news for the week. It was so great to see you guys, and hopefully you'll check out my channel, Ellie in Space, if you want more SpaceX news. Thank you, Ellie. Um, what was up with uh, Jeff Bezos's rinky-dink tent? Did there? I see rain coming down between the engineers? I think it's because maybe they have like one like prototype satellite, and they have to- Can I get the good <laughs> tent this time, Harry? I I'm always getting wet. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by... Uh, no, I've got one, too. Okay. Just because I haven't used it yet doesn't mean I can't. And just because I haven't <laughs> shaved off my yeah, November Yeah, what was going beard. on? This is not November anymore, dude. I, we were traveling. <laughs> Busy. I was, I was in Texas. I, I had we to just keep got the plane in Texas. Texas. All right, all right. I'll let you go on this. Look, I just want to say, if there's someone special on your list uh, this holiday season that shaves any part of their body, get them a Henson shaver. Mm -hmm. They will thank you year after year after year. Mm -hmm. Also use our code now you know when you check out and you get 100 free razor blades. Th that'll last them years. The All right, I don't know about you, Jesse, but ever since watching the Jetsons as a kid, I've been waiting for a flying car. And finally, maybe it looks like an electric flying car has been certified. 
And you're not talking about the Jetson 1, which has just had its first manned flight in the U.S.? No, the Jetson 1 is cool. Uh, that is an electric personal flying vehicle capable of vertical takeoff and landing that you can fly without a pilot's license. But it is missing one key component of a flying car, which would be the wheels, so that you can drive on roads and fly in the air. For that, we go to Miami-based Doroni Aerospace, which just announced last Friday that their all-electric flying car, the Doroni H1, just received an official FAA airworthiness certification. The H1 will fit in your garage, by the way. Doroni had their first manned flight when CEO Doran Merdinger piloted it back in July. All right, so Merdinger says that Doroni has 370 pre-orders. All right, let's get some stats. Okay, so the H1 is powered by 10 independent propulsion systems. It has a claimed top speed of 140 miles an hour with a 100-mile-an-hour cruising speed and a 60-mile range. So it has four ducts, which contain two electric motors each with patented ducted propellers. So eight motors for vertical flight, two motors for horizontal movement. It's a two-seater, which can fit inside a garage as long as you have space for a 23-foot-long by 14-foot-wide flying car. You can fast charge it from 20 to 80 percent in under 20 minutes. And now, according to Doroni, the H1 is semi-autonomous. So you can use the controller sticks, but you don't have to be like a helicopter pilot. But you will need to get certified to fly, which takes 20 hours of experience, 15 inside the aircraft and another five hours solo. Now, while most EV toll companies are going after the taxi or the ride sharing space, Doroni is going for individuals like a doctor who just pre-ordered one who wants to just basically skip traffic on the way to work. Doroni plans to build about 125 units by 2026 and then scale to 2,500 H1s annually. And I would like to discuss this more this week on the Investor Club bonus stories. That's over on Patreon if you'd like to support us there because they are uh, crowdfunding. And I want to talk about whether or not we would invest. Hmm. You didn't want to talk about whether or not we're going to get one and be able to skip out on traffic? My dream <laughs> of all these years. And of course, now I have a 10-minute commute because I'm a YouTuber. All right, it's time for Going Green. Now to Melbourne, Australia, where Tesla has just secured a huge order for Tesla Megapack grid-scale batteries. The Melbourne Renewable Energy Hub, or EMRE, which is located just outside Melbourne, will consist of three battery systems totaling 600 megawatts of power and 1.6 gigawatt hours of capacity. That's enough power for 200,000 homes. So this battery is going to take advantage of wind and solar farms in the area and can help stabilize the grid. So by my calculations, that would be around 315 megapacks. Well, by my calculations, it's probably more like 410. I did my calculations based off the power. So 600 megawatts divided by 1.9 megawatts per megapack. Well, I did my calculations based off the storage. So 1.6 gigawatt hours divided by 3.9 megawatt hours per megapack. Look, either way, it's hundreds of megapacks. If you live in the Melbourne area, please stop by the project when it's complete in 2025 and count the megapacks so we can see who's right. Uh, this could be one of the biggest batteries in the world when completed. All right, it's time for Sunspots. Who says you can only install solar panels horizontally? Not Switzerland. What are we talking about, you ask? This. Yeah, so the canton of appenzell Osserhoden in northeastern Switzerland has the goal of producing 40% of its electricity from renewables by 2035. Now, Switzerland doesn't have tons of open space like some countries do. Side note here, Jesse and I just got back from Texas where we had fun riding the light horse around on a ranch the size of my town. Uh, more on that in future episodes. But back to Switzerland. What does Switzerland have a lot of? Retaining walls. 
It's a mountainous country. So this canton just did something creative. They covered these mountain pass retaining walls with 756 solar panels. And you know, I was reading that the Swiss contractor Solar Motion, which is a really cool company, by the way, they have an electric fleet of vehicles. But anyway, Solar Motion couldn't use traditional bolt mounting systems because they couldn't drill into the concrete more than 90 millimeters and keep the structural integrity of the 75 degree retaining wall. So the mounting rails had to be attached to the walls using Hilti HUS screw anchors. Hilti, by the way, is headquartered just an hour away in Sean Lichtenstein. And because the solar panels are close to the road, all the components have to be anodized and many components are made of aluminum and the screw anchors are actually made of stainless steel. Sorry, I geek out about construction sometimes. <laughs> anyway, K2 Systems, which is the German mounting system provider, says that especially in the winter months when consumption and dependence on foreign electricity imports are at their highest, the vertically aligned modules will achieve a very good electricity yield. So what is the yield of the system? The system is rated at 325 kilowatts, but it produces about 230,000 kilowatt hours annually. So that's about 52 Swiss households uh, per year. Okay, so let me do some back of the napkin math here. That same system in, say, Texas would produce about 780,000 kilowatt hours, more than three times the energy. Yeah, but it's still free energy from the sun, whether you're in Switzerland or Texas. And that's why so many people are finally getting it. You put the panels up, and for decades to come, you get free energy. Hey, and if you'd like to get free energy on your house, maybe not vertically, uh, contact our friends at Energy Pal. They know all about all the ins and outs of solar, all the rebates, all the tax things. Um, they're going to give you all that information for free. Why? Well, first of all, tell them Zach and Jesse sent you, but also because they're just awesome at it. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories. Remember, we need your stories. Send them to us two minutes or less. Shoot them in landscape. Good audio, no music. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Well, you may remember that back in, what was it, 2018, we went to Europe for our Model 3 Euro road trip, where we drove the Model 3 for the first time through nine European countries and tested charging both on the supercharger network and on non-Tesla chargers. That's right. During the trip, I met Timmy DeVos from Race Against Waste. He actually skateboarded behind our Model 3. Anyway, Timmy has been doing awesome work cleaning up our planet, and now they are expanding out of Europe. So Americans, listen up. Hey, everybody. I'm Timmy de Vos, founder and CEO of Race Against Waste. And we organize the most epic school project you've ever heard about. The e-waste race and the textile race. We organize a competition where 10 schools participate to collect e-waste or textiles, do repairs or do, for example, clothing swaps. And they get points by engaging in all these activities. And the school with the most points wins a cool school trip. This way, we have saved over millions of kilograms of electronic waste and textile waste from waste piles. We actually make sure they get reused or recycled. Huge impact. We started this 10 years ago in the Netherlands with huge success. Already half of the Dutch municipalities participate in this project. And we have now managed over the past few years to get started in Germany, France, Spain and the UK. But we ain't gonna stop there. We want to take next steps, and that's why we need you. We need a franchise partner in the USA to make this project even bigger. How to do so? Well, I brought an expert that will guide you through it. Let's talk business. I'm Annemarie Voorsluis of Race Against Waste, and I will explain you a little bit more what it means to become a franchisee. So we have 10 years of experience, and we have put it in a big toolbox. We are going to train you in this toolbox and help you start up the race within your own area. But that is not all. We want to grow bigger and tackle the environmental footprint of the USA. 
So we will help you grow a whole sustainable business model around it and scale within your state or even within the whole country. Are you ready to tackle this challenge together with us? Reach out to Timmy at raceagainstwaste.org. Now look, I can't speak more highly of a person you will be proud to work with. If you or someone you know might be interested in becoming a Race Against Waste partner here in the United States, please share this video and reach out to Timmy at raceagainstwaste.org. You can also check out our interview we had with Timmy a couple of years ago. And I just think this would be so rewarding to continue the work they're doing in Europe and they've been doing for the past decade and and make it bigger. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. Uh, remember, you can head on over to Patreon for as little as a buck a month. We got tons of stories over there. We also have our investor club over there. Um, and then this week we're doing a, a big predictions episode on disruptive investing. So, so much more content for you. See you there. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus stories. It's time for the shout outs. These are people who support us for $5 or more a month and get into the end credits of our show. Who do we got, Jess? We got Tony Naff, David Clark, Don Vlingenhart, Ron Brush, and Wills. Thank you so much, guys. We cannot do the show without you. All right, we had a Patreon poll this week. What was the question? Do you think that the Cybertruck range extender will be removable? <gasps> Please. No, it'll be there for good. I mean, I get it. It did say that Tesla's going to install it, and I don't think anyone should be fooling around with 800 volts except for us morons. 800 volts and over 400 pounds, <laughs> not a great combination. I actually argue in our Patreon bonus stories that may be less than that, but you'll have to oh, find okay. out there. All right, it's time for Elon's X's of the week, and Shibatoshi Nakamoto said, are you tired of all the bullshit created from manipulative false narratives, bad faith, and evil people trying to control the narrative? Elon Musk has the correct answer here. We're tired of it. Stop trying to control what we are allowed to say. You become the bad guys. And here's what he said. Detour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, fuck yourself. But go yourself is that clear i hope it is and elon said well said i think he's talking about shibatoshi not himself uh, elon said try it as it may sound i wish for world peace nice gout says tesla doesn't do marketing also tesla fires rifles at cybertruck elon says advertise this motherfucker lmao <laughs> not rifles those are submachine guns right. there's a difference but uh you know it was my little community notes for you alex says how many advertisers have pulled out of meta and this is from Wall Street Journal's news exclusive showing that Instagram's Reels video system served salacious content to Wall Street Journal test accounts set up to follow young gymnasts and other teens, including risque footage of children and overtly sexual adult videos. And Elon says Disney thinks this is just fine. Brett Winton from ARK Invest says technically the Cybertruck improved the 9-11 0 to 60 time. Elon retweeted X's post that X is the global town square from the people for the people. Ian Miles Chong says Cybertruck is the world's first commercial vehicle designed to withstand the post-apocalypse. Elon says the apocalypse feels a little closer every year. Elon said massive congrats to the incredible Tesla team from design through to manufacturing for making Cybertruck real. I love you. And Jim Farley says congrats, Elon and the Tesla team. Thanks, Jim. And another accessory you can get for the Cybertruck is your decal. Elon says planning on doing a Friday night video game live stream every few weeks with live chat for my subscribers. Well, that'd be good since you haven't posted anything in months. And then Elon posted this. 
here I am, richest man in the world, philosophite, climate crusader, and I still get from idiots. Elon reposted SpaceX's Falcon 9's first stage has landed on landing zone four, completing our 250th landing of Falcon first stage booster. Wow. Doge designer says never underestimate the power of the general public. Elon said, indeed. Tesla Motors community says Tesla bot tests the bulletproof capabilities of Cybertruck. Now, by the way, this is fake. It's fake. That is not real. That's fake. That's not real. But Elon says we could probably make this real next year. The rabbit hole didn't get it. I think he thought it was real. Uh, He said, what a cool time to be alive. And Elon says we could make it real, but that would be scary. So they're not going to do it. Maybe. We hope. Unless it's funny. <laughs> Alex says big brands were more than happy to advertise on Twitter 1.0 when they deplatformed a sitting president of the United States and interfered in elections. But they now want to pull out because X supports free speech. Elon said strange standards. Sir Doge of the coin says we're living in an episode of South Park. Elon said South Park predicts the future. Elon said X is the only platform you can trust for honest information. All the others are bought and paid for. And then he responded to this post. And Elon posted... Everyone, don't do that. Me, that. Paul Thacker says, my piece in today's New York Times Post opinion, Democratic operatives have been targeting Musk since he took over the company and ceased censoring Americans. They gin up flimsy reports that allege hate, then scream at advertisers. Elon said, good point. Farzad Mazbahi says, Western society is largely a collection of corporations filled with folks that have sold their soul to earn loads of money. Put all these people together and one shouldn't be surprised at the landscape we find ourselves in, filled with censorship in exchange for a dollar. And Elon said, yeah. And then people were just having fun throwing baseballs at the Cybertruck during the delivery event. That's Lars and Franz (laughs) whipping the... Franz threw the ball so lightly during the event. And then afterwards, they're like, let's see see what we can really do. Well, I think he was just totally afraid to whoop it again. Elon then tweeted out, wisdom is far greater than wealth. And Alex says, the big brands did not really stop advertising on X because of the content on the platform. Facebook, Google, and TikTok have problems that are arguably worse. And as far as I know, advertisers haven't pulled from any of those. The real reason is that they cannot control X. Elon said, if anti-Semitism is the issue as they claim, then other platforms are much worse. So that cannot be the real reason. And again, this is because... The mainstream media called Elon an anti-Semite, even though he went to go visit Israel, talked to the prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. So it's not the best. And that trip argument. was planned, by the way, well before this whole thing. Right. That it wasn't takes like, weeks to plan. That wasn't like a PR no. thing. And uh, do, do all these companies not understand that they have competitors? I guess. And that advertising works? Elon said, human civilization is still a tiny startup in the grand scheme of things. It vexes me that we're still a puny one-planet civilization. We are microbes on a dust moat in a vast emptiness, overwhelmingly dominated by the sun. And then he tweeted out, life is kind of like a party. You invite a lot of people, some leave early, some stay all night, some laugh with you, some laugh at you, and some show up really late. But in the end, after the fun, there are a few who stay to help you clean up the mess. And most of the time, they aren't even the ones who made the mess. These people are your true friends in life. They are the only ones who matter. Hmm. And then Elon said, grow food yourself. (laughs) All right. Community mail time. Community mail time. Remember, share your stories and photos and videos with us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Mitchell sent us this photo of his Highland Model 3 that he recently took delivery of. Please send us some video. (laughs) Fabio spotted this BYD Dolphin at a mall in Australia. Jerome sent us this picture of a version 4 supercharger in Georgia near Hartsfield, Atlanta Airport. Tomas spotted this NYPD Ford Mach-E at the New York City Marathon. Lee spotted this Japanese EV postal vehicle in Yokohama. Yuri sent us this picture from the free charging station at the South San Francisco Library. John spotted this Fisker Ocean in Seattle, Washington. Victor saw the Cybertruck while driving through Cincinnati, Ohio. 
Doug sent us this picture of a Toyota BZ4X in Toronto, Canada. John spotted this new Rivian charging station being installed off Restaurant Row in Cookville, Tennessee. Steve spotted this Lucid Air in Edmonds, Washington. Dima spotted this EV Silverado at an Electrify America charging station in Hermanston, Oregon. Mm. And Dave sent us this picture of a very shiny Tesla Model X that he spotted in Los Angeles, California. That's so cool. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. Let's see what people have found out there in the world. Hey, Zach and Jesse, checking in from the brand new 12 stall version 3 supercharger in Hialeah, Florida. This is open within the last couple weeks. It's conveniently located about a mile off I-75, about four miles from the end of I-75 on the south end, going into Miami. Uh, from a location standpoint, again, convenience of access to I-75, great. Uh, if you got a Crabba next door for quick uh, dining or takeout, and uh, Publix about five minute walk from here. From a convenience standpoint, I'd say more to be desired. Uh, I'd rate it a seven out of 10. Now you know. Hello, Zach and Jesse. We are in Kingman, Arizona at the Supercharger at the Carl's Jr. And these have been here a while. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, version twos. But look at this, brand new temporary chargers. Uh, and these are urban chargers, 72 kilowatts, I believe. So, uh, how about that? Until they get some more in. Look at this old bottle S with a big black nose. And uh, there's a Y, there's my three. There's a Carl's Jr. here in Cream, Arizona on I-40 at uh, Highway 93. And uh, there's a random customer. There's a Dollar General, a Chevron, uh, a curio shop for the railroad station. Lots of tourist attractions and a very convenient... <laughs> <laughs> That's David. Say hi, David. I'm the hi, Damon. Yeah, anyway, uh, so I give this an 8 out of 10 for the Kingman, Arizona Supercharger at Interstate 40 and Highway 93 because of all of the fabulous amenities. And, and that's the report. Hi, Zach and Jesse. It's George here. We're in uh, Manchester, Connecticut at a 16-stall, 150-kilowatt chargers. I give it a six out of 10 because uh, there's a lot of things around here, hotel, restaurants, Marshalls, Dollar Tree, Taco Bell, the five minute walk, Five Guys, Noodle Company, but you have to be here during the day, otherwise there's no uh, restroom facilities until Taco Bell opens at seven. So uh, thank you guys for all you do, now you know. Hi, Zach and Jesse. This is Brody Wollstonehome with the Tesla Owners Club of Arkansas. We're here in Nevada in Missouri, about a mile and a half off of Interstate 49. It's an eight-stall, up to 250 kilowatt charger, and it's located at a Casey's market, which is just around here. And that really is about the only thing of merit to the place. So overall, we'll give this a 5 out of 10. Now you know. Thank you so much for doing Supercharger Reviews. We have a map on our website where we have accumulated all of them. Um, so if you want to see them, you can head over to nowyouknowchannel.com. You can also upload your own there as well. Luckily, it's still working. Knock on wood. All right, what do we got for new superchargers? Number 64 in Spain is the 4-stall in Lyon, Spain. The 3-stall in Shaoxing, China. Number 203 in Canada is the 32-stall in Mississauga at Applewood Village Plaza, Ontario. We got number 71 in Virginia is the 8-stall in Bristol. Number 72 in Australia is the 3-stall in Barnsdale in Victoria, Australia. We got the 12-stall in Cheonju, South Korea. 
Number 153 in South Korea is the six stall in Yang Yang B, South Korea. We got the three stall in Hangzhou, China. Number 1,906 in China is the three stall in Zhujiang. Number 123 in the UK, the 10 stall in Newmarket, UK. The 16 stall in Trondheim, Laid, Norway. Number 97 in Japan is the six stall in Ibaraki, Japan. And number 118 in Norway. Number 1,097 in Europe. Number 5,814 in the world is the eight stall in Evens, Norway. Nice. Look, I had such a blast in Austin. It was an epic time. I was personally touched to get to meet so many of you. Everyone was so nice to us. Um, it can be a bit challenging to talk into a camera every week. So it's so nice to think of all the great people we met last week as we recorded this week's show. I hope now that our solar mobile trailer is nearing completion that we can get out there more and meet more of you in person. In the Cybertruck. Yes. So thank you for watching. To everyone who supports us on Patreon, a big heartfelt thank you. We cannot do our work without you. If you'd like to get your name in the show credits, join us on Patreon for as little as a buck a month. You get to enjoy all of our Patreon bonus story videos. And we have a ton of other cool perks as well. So go check out our Patreon and join the awesome people who support us. We'll see you guys next week. Now you know. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.